better with the microphone on. <laughs> God is good. And we have another occasion and opportunity to worship Him this evening. And there's nothing like the first day of the week. There's nothing like the first day of the week. Let's go to God in prayer, please. Heavenly Father, hallowed be your great and awesome name. Thank you for your greatness, for all that you created, the creation through Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. The world being spoken into existence and being held together by the word, the power. Thank you. Thank you for sending your son to die that we might live. Thank you for that predetermined plan, knowing that mankind would sin. And you saved us by your grace and by your mercy. For that we thank you. And we love you. And we ask that you will help us tonight in our worship to keep our minds pure, clear from worldly thought, worshiping you, holding your name in high honor. In Jesus' holy name we pray and thank thee to be thy will. Amen. Welcome to you, those who are online and those who are here uh, in our presence today. Praise God for you being here tonight. Tonight I want to build from the subject matter, if God brings you to it, he will bring you through it. And that's exactly what God will do. God will bring you through every trial, every tribulation, every thing that we'll ever go through in our lives. God will bring us through it. And he'll bring us through it in his way. If he ever brings us to something, he'll always bring us through it and everything. We serve a mighty God. And isn't it good to know that God knows our calamities even before they exist or arise in our lives? I mean, He already knows it. For God is omniscient and He knows our past, present, and our future. God has access to all knowledge and He knows when to access that knowledge. Turn to Hebrews, please, chapter 4. I am thankful for things that at one time as a Christian, I wasn't very thankful for. Things like, to, to me, uh, if you will, my life and your lives, they're an open book to God. It's an open book. In Hebrews 4 and verse 12, the Bible says, For the word of God is living and active and sharper than any two-edged sword, and piercing as far as the division of soul and spirit, both joints and marrow, and able to judge the thoughts and the intentions of the heart. And there is no creature hidden from his sight, uh, but all things are open and laid bare to the eyes of him with whom we have to do. The, the, the idea, the understanding that my life is an open book to God brings joy to my heart. Didn't always do that. You know, at one time you look at this and you say, well, you know, God's always watching us. To No, you don't understand. God's watching out for us. There's a difference, right? He's protecting us and keeping us and blessing us and all the traps that, that Satan may lay. Turn to 1 Corinthians chapter 10. All of the traps that Satan may lay, God sees us walking and God just protects us from those traps. Thank you, God, for knowing, for knowing me. Thank you, God, for rescuing your servant, we are tempted, and God 
He always gives us a way out. See, he has to know us intimately in order to do that. He always gives us a way out. Though we don't take it all the time, he always gives us a way out. Verse 13 tells us that in 1 Corinthians chapter 10, the Bible says, No temptation has overtaken you, but such as is common to man. And God is faithful will not allow you to be tempted beyond what you are able, but with the temptation will provide the way of escape also that you may be able to endure it. God will always give us a way out. Mark chapter 11. We don't have to give in to our temptations. We don't have to say yes. God has given us a way out. Every single time. Because God is faithful. He also provides us with the strength that is necessary to overcome and gain the victory. In Mark eleven twenty four, speaking of our prayer life, the Bible says, therefore I say to you, all things for which you pray and ask, believe that you have received them and they shall be granted you. Remember when you pray that God is faithful. He's faithful. Please turn to 2 Corinthians chapter 1. He's faithful to us. He will never, ever let us down. In order to solve our problems, we have to, we have to know where to start, right? So, so maybe God didn't cause the problem, but God will always be there to bring us through the problem. But the answer is, where do I start? The answer is always God. Everything begins and ends with God. In 2 Corinthians chapter 1, beginning at verse 8. For we do not want you to be unaware, brethren, of our affliction which came to us in Asia. We were burdened excessively beyond our strength so that we despaired even of life. Indeed, we had the sentence of death within ourselves in order that we should not trust in ourselves but in God who raises the dead, who delivered us from so great a pearl of death and will deliver us. He on whom we have set our hope and he will yet deliver us. You also joining in helping us through your prayers that thanks may be given by many persons on our behalf for the favor bestowed upon us through the prayers of many. The apostle says, we were burdened to the point of death. I mean, there was no way out. But God intervened. God gave us a way out. God rescued us even from the pearl of death. Only God can do that. God is watching over us. And whatever it is that we come to in life, he always is there to rescue us, to bring us through. See, people today grow up. We've grown up with it. Turn to Philippians, please, chapter 1. We've grown up with uh, with superheroes. And then, you know, our, our young folks, you know, unfortunately, sadly, if we don't teach our children that, you know, those are those are, are fictitious, that's those are not real. The only superhero is God. Right? If you want to call him that. The only one that's going to rescue us is God. And we got to make sure our children know that where it all begins and where it all ends is with God. Right? God is everything. And thank God for that. It is God who charges us with tasks. And whenever God charges us with the task, when he brings us to the task, God 
gives us the strength, the energy, the power, the, the wit, the skill, whatever's necessary to bring us through that task. Now, Philippians chapter 1. I'm going to begin at verse 3. I thank my God in all remembrance of you, always offering prayer with joy in my every prayer for you all, in view of your participation in the gospel from the first day until now. For I am confident of this very thing, that he who began a good work in you will perfect it until the day of Christ Jesus. If God brings us to it, he will bring us through it. Turn to Philippians chapter 2. And if you will, verse 12 and verse 13. So then, my beloved, just as you have always obeyed, not as in my presence only, but now much more in my absence, work out your salvation with fear and trembling. For it is God who has at work in you, both to will and to work for his good pleasure. Please do not forget to give all the glory to God, right? First Corinthians, please, chapter 1. Don't forget... To give all the glory to God who brings us through so many a trial and tribulation in our lives. Verse 25 says, Because of the foolishness of God is wiser than men, and the weakness of God is stronger than men. You see, when when folks have it in for you, when trouble has it in for you, God is wiser than that trouble. God is wiser than those people. God's wisdom is always there and will always prevail. Do we trust Him? Always remember to give all the praise and the honor and the glory to God. And God knows something else. God knows our hearts and our minds. God knows where we're going. First Kings, please, uh, chapter 19. God knows where we're going even before we know where we're going. And God knows what provisions we need in order to make our journey. God knows the strength that we need. Even before we make our journey. Remember Elijah? Elijah was running from Jezebel. Running for his life. And he just started out running. He didn't even calculate. He did not count the cost. He just started running for his life. God knew where Elijah was going. He knew where Elijah was. And he knew where he was going to bring him to. God brought him to those mountains. And God brought him through it. Sent him right back out there to work. And it all worked out perfectly. Nothing changed in the mind of Ahab or Jezebel. The mind that was changed was Elijah's. When he realized and remembered, you are not alone, brethren. God is there. And there are other saints all over the world who are striving to serve God, who are suffering, who are going through many trials. And yet God is bringing every one of us through them, one by one. God is always concerned. First Kings 19, if you will, beginning at verse 2. Then Jezebel sent a messenger to Elijah saying, So may the gods do to me and even more if I do not make your life as a life of one of them by tomorrow about this time. And he was afraid and arose and ran for his life and came to Beersheba, which belongs to Judah, and left his servant there. But he himself went a day's journey into the wilderness and came and sat down under a juniper tree. And he requested for himself that he might die and said, It is enough now, O Lord, take my life, for I am not better than my father. And he lay down and slept under a juniper tree. And behold, there was an angel touching him. And he said to him, Arise, eat. Then he looked, and behold, there was at his head a bread cake. 
baked on hot stones and a jar of water. So he ate and drank and lay down again. And the angel of the Lord came again a second time and touched him and said, Arise, eat, because the journey is too great for you. So he arose and ate and drank. And he went in the strength of that food 40 days and 40 nights to Horeb, the mountain of God. God already knew where he was going. God met him there, right? You know, we were worried about 2021, 2022. When we were growing up, what was it when we were growing up? Was it 2000, right? Just going from 1999 to 2000, and then the world was going to end. Remember that? The great scare. And then wise preachers would say, you know God's already in 2000. He's just waiting for us to get, everything's going to be all right. And our faith was challenged. And so in life, sometimes our faith is challenged. But it's amazing to know that God solves our problems before we even know they exist. Because that's how great a God is that we serve. Psalm 139, please. God is so wonderful for us and to us and toward us. Yes, he's watching over us. He's standing with us. He's protecting us. He's bringing us to certain situations in life. But all the while, he's bringing us through those situations of life. Sometimes we bring ourselves to certain situations in life. And then we look to God and God brings us through those situations in life. The psalmist says in verse 1, O Lord, thou hast searched me and known me. Thou dost know when I sit down and when I rise up. Thou dost understand my thought from afar. Thou dost scrutinize my path and my lying down and art intimately acquainted with all my ways. Even before there is a word on my tongue, behold, O Lord, thou dost know it all. Thou hast enclosed me behind and before and laid thy hand upon me. Such knowledge is too wonderful for me. It's too high. I cannot attain to it. That's our God. That's our God. Let's go and get him some water. Pat, please. Thank you very much. That's our God. We praise our God. God is wonderful to us. God is a blessing to us. Jeremiah, please. Chapter 1. Jeremiah chapter 1. God knows where we are going. You look back over your life and think about where you are today. And ask yourself the question, did you ever see yourself where you are today? I mean, where you are right now, you, you walk through life and, and you've gone through struggles and, and, and troubles and trials in life. Did you ever think you'd be right here where you are today? Are you in the place that you want to be spiritually? And if you are, praise God because you know God brought you to this day. And if you're not there, pray to God and have uh, uh, compassion on, on yourself. Trust in Him. And know that he'll bring you where you want to be. Physically, are you where you want to be? Are you where, are you where you want to be with your financial goal? Whatever it is you're li- and thinking about in life, are you where you want to be? Thank you, brother. God is good. God is good. And we praise him. We praise him for his compassion and kindness and mercy and care and love. I probably need to take a break so he can drink water. Let me take a break for a minute. Go ahead. <laughs> Jeremiah 1 verse 4. You might want to give some water to your hands too. 
<laughs> now the word of the Lord came to me saying, Before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. And before you were born, I consecrated you. I have appointed you a prophet to the nations. Jeremiah. Jeremiah. God, I can't do this. And God says, I already, I know who you are, Jeremiah. I prepared you for this. And Jeremiah was able to accomplish the will of God. Now, when you think about life, turn to Hebrews, please, chapter 11. You might say, well, you know, God hasn't told us what it is that he has in store for us. And I know that. I understand that. But God knows what he has in store for you if you will allow him to lead and direct your life. And as we live for Jesus, Hebrews 11 in verse 6 talks about our faith. And he says in verse 6, And without faith it is impossible to please him. For he who comes to God must believe that he is, and that he is a rewarder of those who seek him. And so there's a reward in our service to our God. Watch how God walks people through life. Though Noah and his family were inside the ark for over a year, God had it all covered, didn't he? I mean, you know, you think about things like ventilation. I mean, all the animals on the ark, right? Think about that. You know, I always laugh at the bunny. My wife says, you know, this is not funny, but I think it's funny. The bunny rabbits, right? You know how many babies were on the ark? You know, you see Miss Noah, right? All the, he took care of all that. He took care of, where'd they get water from? I mean, you know, maybe a cistern or something, right? I mean, but God took care of everything that needed to be taken care of. God already had the provisions for that year and, and some time that Noah and his family were inside of the ark. God already had it covered. Every bit of it was covered all the time. Israel, they left Egyptian, the Egyptian bondage, and they came to the spot. And if you go back and you do research and you study the location where God led Israel to on the sand, there are not many places at, at that particular, in that area, where about a million people could stand on the sand of the seashore. But there is one place and it's exactly where God had Israel cross the Red Sea. We have evidence of that because there are chariots, if you will, remnants of chariots, uh, fossils of chariots in the water. And you look and it's the only place that's shallow in the Red Sea. And it's amazing. They took a submarine down there and they looked they went, wow, here's a pretty shallow, I mean shallow, it's still very, very deep. But it's the shallowest part of the Red Sea. And you go, wow, God had that all pl- figured out. And when they stood at the seashore and they looked back to God, God already knew what he was going to do. He already had it planned from the very beginning to the end. There are a lot of pandemics. You read about them in the article. Those are just the recorded pandemics. Those are just the major pandemics. God already knew they'd be here. Do you think God doesn't know COVID's here? It's God who's bringing us through. Remember, remember not long ago, about a year ago, maybe or so, People were saying, oh, if there were just a vaccine, oh, if there were just, if, if we could help get God, if you could help, and, and now there's a vaccine, right? And then, oh, God, if there was only this, we say that in life, oh, God, if you just, if you just get me through this one thing, and then I'm going to, and God says, I already have it figured out. Where's your faith? Where is your confidence? God has us covered. Now, I want to show you God bringing two people to it. Job, chapter 1. And then God bringing them through it completely. Job chapter 1. Listen to what God said to the evil one. 
in verse 7. I'm going to go back, and if you think about what's going on, Satan is going out trying to destroy humanity, right? Verse 7, the Lord said to Satan, from where do you come from? And then Satan answered the Lord and said, from roaming about on the earth and walking around on it. And the Lord said to Satan, have you considered my servant Job? For there is no one like him on the earth, a blameless and upright man, fearing God and turning away from evil. And we might say, well, God, if he's, if he's blameless and upright, uh, fearing you and turning away from evil, why would you choose him? Why would you choose a righteous man to suffer the way that he did? Why not, why not choose someone else? And God says, because I know how strong this man is and he'll be fine. I'll bring him through it and he'll be all right. And we ask God, God, why, why'd you choose me, God? Why do I have to go? Because God says, I know who you are. You're going to be all right. I'm going to bring you through it. Do you have faith? What we ought to say is, why not me, God? Thank you. If you think I can go through this and, and remain spiritually strong, so be it. Thank you, God. Because there's never a time that God has brought us to something that he hasn't brought us through it. God is faithful. Matthew, please. Chapter 4. What about Jesus? Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit. Let Jesus into the wilderness? Listen to what it says. Verse 1. Then Jesus was led up by the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. Well, wait. well God, he is the Savior of the world. Why would he be led to be tempted? Shouldn't Are you going to rescue him? He'll be all right. I've got him covered. He'll be fine. Do you believe that about God in your life? That God has you covered and you're going to be fine? It's going to be all right. Genesis chapter 37. Look, that doesn't mean that that people do not die from situations in life. But you do realize in the scriptures that even death is a rescue from God. He rescues us from unrighteousness and wickedness that continues upon the earth. God is faithful. God is good. All the time. The life of Joseph is an amazing study of a young 17-year-old boy. I think it's a great study to study with your children. So I want you to, you know, when you come to me and you complain about your life growing up, we're going to go back and read about Joseph, and I want you just to listen and learn. Everybody has trouble growing up in life. Some worse than others, but everybody has trouble in life growing up, even the righteous, even the chosen of God. So here's Joseph, a young man who had a really hard time growing up in life. So much so to where, you know the account, his brothers hated him, couldn't speak a kind word toward him, and decided, plotted to kill him, and later sold him. Genesis 37 and verse 18. When they saw him from a distance before he came close to them, they plotted against him to put him to death. And they said to one another, here comes this dreamer. Now then, Come and let us kill him and throw him into one of the pits. And we will say a wild beast devoured him. Then let us see what will become of his dreams. But Reuben heard this and rescued him out of their hands and said, let us not take this to account. Let us not take his life. Let us not do this. They sold him though, right? And the Bible says they, 
They shackled his foot, uh, feet in fetters, and, and they, they hurt his feet. He had some damage. And, and Joseph can say, wait a minute, this isn't fair. It's not my fault that I have dreams. Right? It's not my fault that God reveals things to me. Life isn't fair. How many times have you heard that? It's just not fair. Our kids, it's just, that's just not fair. i got to clean my room. That's not fair. Right? You could be sleeping outside. It's not fair. Right? How many times have you heard that? So Joseph could have said that, but Joseph didn't actually say that. But what Joseph did do, because he had to, in the shock and horror of life, is he trusted in God, and God brought him through it. God had a bigger plan. And in life, if you can just sit back and allow God to work in your life, you'll realize that the only reason that we, you and I, have the success that we have in life today is because of God's blessing. God is good. Even the people of the world, God has given them the blessings of life. Thank you, God, for being so good to us. In Genesis chapter 41, verse 38, the Bible says this. Then Pharaoh said to his servants, Can we find a man like this in whom is a divine spirit? So Pharaoh said to Joseph, Since God has informed you of all this, there is no one so discerning and wise as you. You shall be over my house, and according to your command, all my people shall do homage. Only in the throne I will be greater than you. And Pharaoh said to Joseph, See, I have set you over all the land of Egypt. God couldn't have explained that to them. And them understood it. You know, God couldn't have said, Joseph, look, you're going to go through some trouble, but don't worry, in the end it's going to work itself out. He still would have been shocked and surprised that his brothers would, would sell him into Egypt to the Chaldeans. God told Habakkuk, he says, you know, um, I'm, gonna, I'm doing something that if, if, if you knew, you wouldn't believe it anyway. Your ears would tingle. We don't know what God has in store. We don't know what God has planned. But we do know that it surrounds itself around greatness. And to be a part of that greatness, you've got to trust in God. And know that whatever life brings to us, God will bring us through it. We just have to trust Him. We have to be His ambassadors. We have to be the people that carry the message of positivity to a lost and dying world. To help them to see the greatness of God. Jeremiah, I mean, excuse me, Genesis chapter 50. Chapter 50 now. Look at verse 20. It's the perspective of life. How do you see the working of God, the inner workings of God, even through this trial? How do you see God working in this? you got to see the good because it's always good. Verse 20, the Bible says, And as for you, you meant evil against me, but God meant it for good in order to bring about this present result to preserve many people alive. Well, how else was God going to get Joseph to Pharaoh? How else was he going to get him there? God had it all worked out. You see. God has our lives worked out. We just have to trust him. Turn backwards to Exodus, please. Chapter 6, or forward rather. Exodus chapter 6. Sometimes, here's what happens. Sometimes... Maybe because the thickness of our skull, you know, the hardness of our hearts. <laughs> Sometimes I'm a little hard-headed. I mean, God makes it clear. It makes it plain, but I just, I'm just not ready yet. 
So sometimes God will allow us to be brought to calamity for us to recognize that, you know, we're not really in control after all. Sometimes I forget that. How about you? Forget who is really in control. And the world, the world suffered. I'm going to look at that very, if you will, Exodus chapter 6. The whole world suffered. You know, they were suffering through this famine. They were suffering through Pharaoh later on. The world was suffering. Because God was trying to teach him a lesson. You are not in control. God is. Don't question God. Allow God to be God. Exodus chapter 6, beginning in verse 5. The Bible says, and furthermore, I've heard the groaning of the sons of Israel because the Egyptians are holding them in bondage, and I have remembered my covenant. Say, therefore, to the sons of Israel, I am the Lord, and I will bring you out from under the burdens of the Egyptians, and I will deliver you from their bondage. I will also redeem you with an outstretched arm and with great judgments. Then I will take you from my people, and I will be your God. And you shall know, you shall know that I am the Lord your God who brought you out from under the burdens of the Egyptians. And I will bring you to the land which I swore to give to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. And I will give it to you for a possession. I am the Lord. Then you shall know that I am the Lord. Shouldn't they already know? No, they've forgotten. Pain, struggle, temptation, plagues. Makes us forget about God. Makes us forget that He is God. And so they had to suffer to figure it out, to remember it, to know it. He's the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Not the God of the dead, but the God of the living. In Exodus 7 and verse 4. When Pharaoh will not listen to you, then I will lay my hand on Egypt and bring out my host, my people, the sons of Israel, from the land of Egypt by great judgments. And the Egyptians shall know that I am the Lord when I stretch out my hand on Egypt and bring out the sons of Israel from their midst. Then Egypt will know. See, God wants everybody to know. Sometimes, brethren, we have to suffer a bit to be reminded of the greatness of God. We're going to close in, in just a moment. I want you to think, before we close, about the magnificent story of Esther. It's a great book. Right? And the victories that are, are within, and the struggles that, that were right in front of the dispersed Jews. And they were struggling, and, and they were living in Susa under the reign of the Persians. And, 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 and they, were, they, were just, they were just tough times for them. It all started with Queen Vashti. You know, Queen Vashti decided that she was not going to go out and allow herself to be treated in that way by the king. And that was the beginning of God's opportunity to prepare, if you will, a savior through this Esther queen. That God would prepare the way. Because see, it's 40 years later when Esther becomes queen about about that long. It's a long time. It looks like when you read the account that, you know, Vashti goes away and then all of a sudden the next year there's a new queen. But there's some time that goes on. See, and there's this evil man who had an opportunity, who looked for an opportunity, old Haman, to kill the Jews, to execute the Jews. But God at the whole time worked his plan. Be patient and let God work his plan in you. 
And when you read the whole account, you find that the victory was granted to the Jews. There's no problem too big for God. I'm reminded in closing tonight, I'm reminded of the psalm. The psalm that is, is not a funeral dirge. It's not a, I mean, we read it, turn to Psalm 23. We read it at funerals because it sounds wonderful. However, it's for the living. It's for the living. The Lord is my shepherd, not was. It's for the living. And you can never take away, even through difficult times, verses 5 and verse 6, where it says, Thou dost prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. Let's call that trouble. Prepares a table before us in the midst of trouble. You don't have to worry about it because God is your shepherd. For thou dost prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. Thou hast anointed my head with oil. My cup overflows. Surely goodness and loving kindness will follow me all the days of my life and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Whenever God brings us to something, you've got to trust He's going to bring you through it. Tonight, how is your faith? How is your faith? I mean, we finally, in our lives, in our lifetime, there have been a lot of things that have gone on. And finally we can see the, uh, you know, through this pandemic, should I say, the forest through the trees, right? Or the trees through the forest. Excuse me, got that backwards. Does that increase your faith? Or do you see God in that? Do you see God in that and say, you know, wow, God has been working His plan the whole time through. Do you see God in that? And then when you look back and you say, you know, I didn't have a whole lot of faith last year going through this. But now that I see clearly, now I see God. God, I see you now. Tonight I hope that, that something was said just to, just to jar your, your mind, just to remind you that God is not only good all the time, and God is not only always good, but God has brought us through many a trials of our lives. It wasn't you. It wasn't me. It was God. Every good and perfect gift bestowed is from the Father of lights with whom there is no variation or shifting shadow. It's all from God. God is always good and unchanging. Tonight, if if you would like prayers made on your behalf, if there's something that can be done for you tonight. If you'd like to surrender to God in the waters of baptism. Tonight, if you would like to uh, have folks pray for you, the elders will pray with you, pray for you. If we can help in any way, please make it known. Contact us if you're online. God bless each and every one of you, and thank you for your time tonight.